0: Welcome to Kingdom Family Talks with Leif Headland. We invite you into the conversation and celebration of what God is doing around the world through his sons and daughters. Leif shares insights into what it looks like to be a follower of Jesus in today's culture. We hope you enjoy today's episode. Welcome to my mess. Step in it, waller if you need to, um... Just don't poke the bear. <laughs> so seriously, that I'm even asked to speak when they kind of know me as much as they do is, is always surprising. <laughs> <laughs> oh, even our dear David Cho, who just came to work with us not so very long ago, last year he came into the room as he thought I was about to say a wordy-dirt, and I didn't. <laughs> but he was like, You know, um, so I think there's a great deal of joy I take in people laughing and getting out of their own comfort zones and then seeing what God is going to do, because I don't know if you realize this yet, but there is absolutely nothing I can do for you. Not a thing. I can't send you to college. I can't take care of your problems. I can do nothing. So that you'll even sit after lunch when I know you'd rather take a nap. (laughs) Go ahead. (laughs) Sleep. Snore. I am a storyteller. I will put you to rest and then I'll wake you up and scare the living daylights out of you. So when I was talking to Jesus, because it's a good thing to do that, right? Talk to Jesus occasionally and find out what he wants you to do and where he wants you to head. And, and when Kaylee asked, would you speak at the family gathering this year? I'm mm, like, I'm good. I'm kind of over. I'm, if you're not ready for honest, hit a food truck. Go get a second helping, because you're going to hear a little bit of things that might make you uncomfortable, that are really going to make life uncomfortable, but what's in you comes out, right? So we'll see what happens. But there is a place in my heart that said, I am done speaking because I'm married to life. Like... Oh, would you, you know, just because of who you married to, I guess we'll have you up here, you know, and stuff. And so I sent that back to Kaylee in a text. I'm kind of done speaking just because. What do you think? And she goes, (laughs) I mean, I don't know how fast. These kids with their thumbs. My thumb accidentally texted these beautiful children of mine, F y'all. promise. It was, (laughs) I saw community coffee in Publix and they love community coffee, which is not as good as eight o'clock coffee, even though they'll tell you it is. I take a picture, I screenshot it, right? Send it to to Heather. And I said, I saw this coffee made me think of (laughs) y'all. The O did not type. And I see it, I call her immediately because, (laughs) do you still love me when I'm 64? She wouldn't answer her phone. So I call Cardell, I send him the text. I tell him what mama did and I didn't say it and I didn't mean it, it wasn't even in my heart, it wasn't on my radar. So I was forgiven and laughed at quite a bit. So anyway, I get a text back, and that's what I blamed it on was the fat thumbs. That's where that came from. I don't know why I told that story. It was the fat thumbs part. But these kids with their thumbs, they write really fast. And so I did ask the Lord, where am I supposed to go? I don't have 400 sermons. to. Let's do this one. I don't. I, I tend to lean towards um, just where I am what's going on in my personal world, because I think sometimes it's also going on in other people's worlds. Sometimes it isn't, and I'm grateful. I don't want you, like, you know, I used to hear parents say, um, oh, you're going to get paid back for what you did to me as a kid, you know, when you were a kid. No, I don't want any payback for my children. Are you nuts? I, I don't want them to sorrow or stress. If my ceiling is to be their floor, then God help them have a great, great floor. Not one full of holes or hidden caves that when I'm dead, they find out all the freaky stuff I was into. No, you'll know my freaky now. And there ain't much freak, just saying. Not at all, really. I'm mean, like, eh, you know, here I am. So anyway, when I was praying about where to head last year, I think, was it last year I got the rod? John Curtis, where are you? Did I get my rod last year or was it two years ago? Well, fudge, nuggets. Time just goes, you know, when you're little. Oh, I can't wait to drive a car. Then you're driving a car. Oh, I can't wait to get married. Ooh, and then you got, oh. now I got kids. And I can't wait to sleep again. And then it goes, shh. Can you slow it down? But he doesn't. So uh, two years ago when I got the rod, Kaylee again had asked, uh, what Bible verse do you want to put on your rod? And I'm like, hope deferred makes the heart sick. <laughs> <laughs> and then I go into my office and I'm like, probably not the best thing to, because you know I didn't honestly know the second part of that verse. Oh, <sighs> I was a bit sick and my hopes were deferred. Deferred as far as the east is from the west. And I had to look up the Bible verse, and the rest of it says, but a dream fulfilled is the tree of life. Well, okay, cool. I hadn't quite gotten to part B yet, right? So this year, even though that was two years ago, I was led to Romans 5. And we'll see what happens. Are you ready? So... I got my granny glasses, even though I'm not a grandma yet. I'm doing all these things prophetically. No, I'm doing this because I can't see. <laughs> and we're going to read some verses, and then we're going to break it down. Break it down. Actually, Cardell will be my uh, beatboxer for that, um, since my son-in-law isn't here. So Romans 5, read along with me, because I'm discovering things about the Word of God. When people get up to share, you can share testimony until the cows come home. And people will still go, will that ever happen to me? Is that valid? Is it real? And, but when you share the word of God, the Holy Spirit takes it and he lands it exactly where it needs to go in the way that it needs to go. Did you know that? It's, it just, it just, the Holy Spirit just, okay, so-and-so needs this piece of that message. So-and-so needs This piece of that message, because he loves all of his kids, and so the word of God will not return void. So we're going to read his word, and then we're going to have some fun, I hope. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom also we have obtained our introduction by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we exult in hope. Of the glory of God. Y'all are really blurry when I've got these (laughs) on. I feel like Mr. Limpet. Um, Y'all are too young, aren't you? Anybody remember Mr. Limpet, Don Knotts? Okay. Hallelujah. All right. So where is our hope found? The glory of God. Right? Not in our circumstances. Not in... Not in our dreams, not in our expectations, but in the glory of God. And not only this, but we also exult in our tribulations. (laughs) Really? Okay. Knowing that tribulation brings about perseverance, and perseverance, proven character. I'm I'm almost beatboxing without trying to proven character. Hope, so we're back to hope again. And hope does not disappoint. Why does hope not disappoint? Because our hope is in the glory of God, right? And hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out within our hearts through the Holy Spirit who is given to us. So I'm not denouncing human hopes and dreams. We're told to dream with God, but sometimes, at least for myself, when we pray, as humans can and often do, we have an expected outcome, kind of, yeah? Father God in heaven, right? And when that doesn't necessarily happen, our faith takes a hit because I thought I was praying in accordance with your reward, because I, I I did the formula. I, I, pr- I prayed the prayer, Father God, in the name of Jesus, in accordance with your will, not mine, but yours. I did that as a single female, so often. I'm fine being single, even though you called me to be a mother. I'm fine being single, even though you called me to be a mother. I'm 26 years old, and I'm... <clears throat> really not fine. I'm fine being single. Cause this is apparently your will for me in Christ Jesus concerning nobody. Right? Expectations, uh, unmet expectations, disappointments, disappointments. Let me lower my expectations. Oh, I'm I told y'all butterflies one time and then they turned into hummingbirds. Yeah, and they grow. They get bigger and bigger. So one of the things I had taught my children, just is going personal again. We lived in Northwest Alabama for, well, for our wilderness period, um, 40 years. It was actually seven, It just felt like 40. No, it was nine. It was nine years, felt like 40. And I stayed in a foxhole much of that time. So I was like, <laughs> come up, okay, fine, I'll go back down. But we lived on the edge of the Tennessee River, and we were in the edge of what is called Tornado Alley. And occasionally, uh, tornadoes like to follow the paths of rivers 100 yards from my house. So I took to heart the verse, you know, speak to the storms. You have authority in the name of Jesus. And I taught my children to speak to the storms. So every single time, and one time, our little town was on the radar. This is where it's going to hit at this time, which I'm like, (laughs) you know, you don't really shouldn't probably watch when it's, you know, but okay. So I go out in the driveway, Father God, in the name of Jesus, turn this storm away from our home. You will not cause property destruction. You will not cause people to die in the name of Jesus. I go back in and on the TV screen, it's gone. Our little area is gone. So my kids are super excited, and you know, your powerful mom. Wow! It worked! Flash forward to uh, January uh, or December of this year. My children were all going to be home for Christmas for the first time in three years. I was baking like a maniac. This is Leif Emmanuel's favorite cookie. This is Emily's favorite cookie. This is Rayvon's, no, not cookie. This is Lila's favorite cookie. This, I'm serious, every one of their favorite cookies, their favorite meals, I even texted and then called my future son-in-law Vegard. Isn't that a lovely Norwegian name, yeah? Sounds like the lord of something wonderful. <laughs> And he was blown away. You, you want to know what I want to eat? Yeah, what do you want to eat? Well, well, what would you have asked for for your birthday? We didn't ask for dishes for our birthday. Well, if you had been asked what you want. So I am just having so much fun. I'm super excited. They're coming in. I get to actually see him face to face and give him a hug. I'd only seen FaceTime. Leif got to meet him and that wasn't fair. And so anyway, but I met him first, I think. I don't know. That's important, but it's not. So, they're all coming. I'm telling people, I take off work. I'm not coming in. I won't bake for you. No, no orders after this date. My children are coming. My children are coming. My children are coming. Christmas Eve. Courtney tested positive for COVID. Lila tested positive for COVID. Katie tested positive for COVID. <laughs> so, life and Emily can't spend the night cuz they didn't want to get COVID. My daughter first Christmas without her husband because he didn't want to get COVID, and he was negative and didn't have the vaccine and I'm in my space <laughs> i'm just I'm, I'm mad I, I, I'm kind of ticked off because i'm your favorite i i i i didn't particularly do anything wrong, I don't think. Why is this happening? Why is this dream that I was expecting and anticipating falling apart in front of me? We had so much laughter. They all came, although Rayvon didn't get to come up to the house, my son-in-law, but um, we laughed and we cried and we laughed and we cried and I'm mad and I'm happy And ultimately, all of my adult children, because they're ages 25 to 32. If we had our 33rd anniversary, our son's 32. That's the only way I can remember this. Then every one of them said, I think this was our best Christmas ever. Like we literally had dinner inside and outside. So Life and Emily weren't up in all our terms. And then everybody's like, did you get COVID? If you don't test, you don't know. (laughs) Because I had to go to the store. I had to feed these sick people. And I masked up. I'm not giving it to nobody. But who knows? Leif did eventually test positive, because he always does. I mean, it's just... If pregnancy could be caught, he would have it. Just let Jesus take the wheel. Come on. Are we not a family of faith? Yes. My daughter was supposed to get her uh, wedding dress fitted, and it was a size too large. And and then, New Year's Eve, my baby girl's going back to Norway because she hates me. (laughs) You know, that's how it feels. even though it's not true. Fly, little eaglets, fly. That far? What? Even Courtney, I said, you're supposed to get married where you're from. And she goes, "Mm." (laughs) you were at my birth, mom. And that was in Stavanger, Norway. That's where I'm getting married. You know. Okay. Yeah, that's right. Hmm. So dress doesn't fit. COVID was fun. And then New Year's Eve, storm comes. Vagard has not been part of a Georgia storm. Norway gets storms sort of, but not really. And they build things better, just saying. So this storm starts happening, and it's rocking and rolling and lightning and thunder, and the dogs are going crazy, and Vagard's helping with some cute computer stuff. And so again, Father God, in the name of Jesus. I mean, we're declaring, we're on the porch and they are, I'm just having a good old time. I have a gas uh, stove top, so we're gonna eat, we'll be good. Um, And all of a sudden, an explosion. It it literally sounded like a bomb went off outside our kitchen window. Inside the house, I went, well, there went a transformer. And then I looked at my house. Half lights, half no lights. Look out at my neighbors. They have lights. It's just us. Just us. And then the beginning of. It must have been a demon lightning. Because it killed two motherboards in the garage. It killed a motherboard in the attic. It killed a motherboard outside. It killed our Wi-Fi. Our TV, which I need. Um, It killed GFIs around the house. I mean, it was just like. And you just start the process. So $10,000 later, grateful your house doesn't burn down, right? I mean, I'm going around looking everywhere, hot spots. I never saw like a strike, like dark anything, you know, because I'm that person. I'm out in the rain, you know, checking. And then I'm Googling, what do you do when your house is struck by lightning? Call the fire department. Well, I don't want to bother them. It's New Year's Eve, you know, so I text a police friend of mine. Oh, I'll bother them. They're doing nothing anyway. So I call them. That's what they do to each other. You know, when you're in law enforcement, you can diss on other law enforcement, but none of y'all can, so don't do it. So, you know, that's privilege. But I call the fire department. I let my neighbors know this is because of lightning, not because of anything else, so they're not freaking out. And nobody came outside. I thought we'd have a party. The fire engine pulls up. The guys start getting, and a woman, So the people, the humans, start getting off the truck. I start crying and telling them, I am so sorry to bother you. I just didn't know what else to do, and I'm so grateful for you. And do you want a cookie? (laughs) Like, because they've got a really cool gizmo that can, like, look in for hot spots in the walls. You know, like Superman with his x-ray vision. So they do the whole circumference, because there was this thing. Will we catch fire in the night? Will, will, will someone be harmed? But you know what happened the most that day? This faith thing that I had got, got hit. And I'm, I'm upset in so many ways. Catherine was leaving that day to go back. So the last three hours of my time even with her was spent talking to this repair person, talking to that nobody can come till Sunday, it's New Year's. I was, I was sorrowing. Over things that really won't matter in a hundred years. But I was still sorrowing. And I told the Lord again, what did I do wrong? (laughs) And why do we go to that place? What did I do wrong? Did I want so badly for my family to have a great holiday? Yes! Not at all costs. Not at the cost of anyone else. And then the, the storm thing. People, for 12 to 15 years, I have been declaring, and we have been spared. Why now? You know what he said? You turned it into a magic formula. And you thought it was you. Oh. Okay. So we have... And honestly, I feel embarrassed to say that's tribulations when we know what many of our friends are experiencing around the world. But in our tiny little self world, it was a hit. But we exult in our tribulations. So you have to get your dancing shoes on. You you throw a party. You go meet somebody. I've told my children most of their lives, when you're struggling with you, Go do something for somebody else. Get outside of yourself and go find somebody. Oh, I forgot to do what I was going to do. Thank you for the clean bathrooms again. Everyone who does the bathroom cleaning, even if you're not in here. I pray that the blessings will come your way. Our sweet AV team. There were kids back there last night dancing while worship's going on. Yeah, please. So any person, human, anything that you've experienced while it was facilitated. Yes, by God. Yes. Yes, by your money. Yes. But at the hand of a human. So don't, don't forget to give gratitude to those folks. And today, um, when my grandfather passed away in his wallet was the verse Jeremiah 33. And so that's kind of always been in my head since I was 14. But when you look at the verse, if you look at the beginning of the chapter, he's, he was being kept captive. <laughs> that doesn't sound like much fun. So I looked up Jeremiah today, some more, because I haven't studied the prophets. I tend to not like prophets. No, I don't know. Um, they're kind of up there with intercessors in my book. They're all just... <laughs> Guess who found out she was an intercessor? <laughs> You know, one goes, four four come back or whatever. I'm like, I am not an intercessor. Oh, yeah, you are. Yeah, well, then it's true. We're all weird. Um, but anyway, when, in a good way. In a good way. If we're all the same. <laughs> boring. So, Jeremiah was in captivity. He was being held captive in the courtyard. When, everybody knows Jeremiah 33, right? Call unto me. How... How are you able to call unto him in the middle of your courtyard? How are you able to call unto him when you're in the, the cave? You know, when Paul was talking about butterflies, because that's kind of one of my things, besides Native American stuff, it's the only tattoo I do have is a butterfly. It's not a tramp stamp. Don't judge me. <laughs> but you will also only see it if we go swimming. It's in the middle of my back. So if you're offended by it, sorry. Not sorry. So... When I had heard about the imaginal cells, like that science named them imaginal cells. And do you know, there are times that I have been goo on the floor. And when people say, are you okay? I'm like, No. And I will not be okay until God takes his super spiritual syringe and sucks that goo back up off the floor and shoves it in a human form again. That's what sitting in a cave looks like. That's what questioning everything you ever believed in looks like. And waiting for God to suck you up. Not for you to, oh, well, let me pull myself together. I'm not supposed to feel like this. If anybody knew, I'm somebody's wife. And if they knew that I said a word eater. No. Um, that's like the least of my sins. Let me just tell you straight up. That's, that's really the least of them. Um, I told Okay, I'll tell a funny story again. Here we go. They're getting ready. I want to watch these Cubans laugh. Um <laughs> I have embarrassed yes, sir, so many times. (laughs) One time I said a word in Spanish, and he goes, no, mama, no. And then when he told me what the real word was, I'm like, that's worse than what I said. What are you talking about? I'll tell you later. Ask me one-on-one. I don't want this filmed. Um, Or recorded, even though everybody's always listening. So we, we were privileged to go on a lovely holiday with Mike and Christy and... Uh, What's her name? Oh, yeah, Heidi Baker. And (laughs) Heidi and Roland and John Medicine Miami. Then we went further on to our little thing. And and so Heidi, in her inimitable way, she says, you know, we're getting ready to have dinner. And honestly, I freak. I just like, you know, people who see things (laughs) might see things. And you're like, you know, head down, shut up, don't say a word. And she says, Jennifer, oh, I'm just so looking forward to this time. Do you love soaking? And I look at Mike, and I thought Mike's about to poop his pants. And I went, no, no. I really don't, and her sweet little face, because there was a little bit of a tilt, 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 reset, 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 she didn't jerk, I made that up just now, okay, but the reset look was there, oh, you're just like Roland, he doesn't like to soak either, so I do get in trouble sometimes. But it's okay. But what I really want to focus on is the progression of these verses. <laughs> Holy Spirit. And did you know a dove is just a white pigeon? Just saying. <laughs> same same genus, is that what we call it in the science world? All right, so <clears throat> we exult in our tribulations, and I think the tribulation brings about perseverance. One of the best examples of perseverance is, is kind of what Paul is talking about, kind of what every woman has talked about after she's given birth. Paul hasn't given birth, sorry. But to persevere. You know, the transition in birth giving. And I used to always make fun of Leif when he was talking about big baby Big Push as if he knew. <laughs> you have no clue. And I won't explain it in my graphic terms. But anyway, if we try to stop, we lose life. And you can feel this, I think I'm going to die. Like, that was me, uh, many of my friends, because I, I could, and women have. For the longest time, women did die in childbirth. But if you stop, you stop life. Your own, the life of your child, So you persevere. And men, you also have the opportunity. Your fathers, your brothers, your uncles. To step in and facilitate life, birth. Persevere. When God puts something in your heart and you know it's from him. You know it's from him. You have to persevere. Because then perseverance brings proven character. Did you know those secret sins keep you from having proven character? Those little critters that we keep as pets and we bring them out. Hello, little critter. And they're death. They're grotesque. They're causing death. But you can put the little critters back. I used to carry mine in a backpack inside my heart. You know, my my struggles, my sorrows, my bitterness. Oh, bitterness is an ugly, ugly little critter. And they keep you. From having proven character. And what does proven character look like? Like What does it actually look like? Because we as humans have always had a list of thou shalt, thou shalt not. This is really bad. This is not so bad. This is okay. This is weird. We establish degrees of sin. When Jesus died on the cross for all sin. Now, consequences may vary, absolutely, but without proven character, right? I'm talking the day in, day out, no matter where you are. It's character, your character. That's what people will see. That's what people will, I can trust, right? And... There's a fine line between trusting in a human because, you know, we'll all fail, right? When, whenever people would ask, would you be my spiritual mother? I said, well, I'm going to mess up. I'm, I'm going to fail you. I'm going to let you down. And I had one young lady go, that made me mad. And I said, do you think I've been a perfect mother with my natural children? Why would you even begin to think that I who do not know you that well nor did I give birth to you, would do a supreme job by you. But there is a place where proven character can be trusted. And the definition of proven character for me, Galatians 5, 22 and 23. Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. I do okay on one, two... Not, not patience when I'm driving. No. no. Ask slave. I have this game, my race cars. Did I tell you all that already? It's not a real race because they don't know we're racing. But if someone's been rude to me, I have to pass them. In Atlanta, it's easy. <laughs> you know, oh, what's the speed limit? Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not really proud of that. Unless I win. (laughs) And I'm like. And then we stop at the next red light together. You know, that always happens. I don't get a Jesus fish put on my car. No, no. I don't really want to hurt my Lord and Savior that way. (laughs) Hmm. And then we're back to our wonderful word again. And then proven character, hope. We're back full circle. Hope does not disappoint. When your faith, your hope, your love is grounded in God's glory, you will never lack hope. If you are hoping only in an outcome... And I know I've heard this preached before, but what more do you want from God than that He sent His only begotten Son to this earth? So you're going to be disappointed because you didn't get fill in the blank. Take it to the Father. Now, I have done that so many times lately. Here we go. Are you ready? I wanted to be an actress. Since I was a little girl, I played the evil queen in two plays, actually. <laughs> Typecasting, maybe? Uh, in Sleeping Beauty. And you know I'd never curse a little girl, so that was really not against type. But, and then, and then I was Mrs. Santa Claus, that was fun. And utter uh, things. So as I grew up, my, my calling I knew was to be a mom, but this little side hustle to be an actress. <laughs> I told y'all before, I want to be the Car- Carol Burnett of any speaking circuit, you know? I want to make people laugh, and I want them to hear, and I want them to feel, and then go home. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm so glad we had this time together, just to have a laugh. Anyway. <clears throat> but I wanted to be an actress, and so my daughter Courtney and I signed up to become background actors in the city of Atlanta. Because, you know, we're becoming the, what do they call it? Uh, they call it not, what is it? We call it something out there. It, oh, that's stupid. <laughs> the Hollywood of the South. And 10 minutes from my house, they filmed the Marvel movies. Yeah, I got to be in one show that life's puppy also got to join me in. I was woman with dog. And if they, ever, if they ever air this stupid show, because I'm not supposed to talk about it. But, okay, i got to tell you one fun thing. They take pictures of you so they can use your image, which is kind of sucky because you don't get paid for when they use your image. They only get paid for the first day that you're there and you do all these pictures. But they go into this room and you do a running pose. And then you go into the 180 room and there's like a bazillion cameras. And you know what my brain first thought? Who has to change all these batteries? So I asked the guy, can you make me dance like Michael Jackson? (laughs) He said, yep. That I want to see. Because when I dance, that's what I think I'm doing. (laughs) But it's more like Barney the Dinosaur. (laughs) You know, I'm really cool, and I'm like, oh. And then one of these shows I'm on, and actually Pierce Brosnan was on this movie. My high school crush. Sorry, babe. Didn't know you, you were still but a child. (laughs) Like literally, he's four years younger than I (laughs) am. Almost five, don't tell anybody. I didn't know. He kind of didn't tell the truth when we met, but it's okay, (laughs) 33 years later. So anyway, he's on this movie or whatever and I'm having this come to Jesus moment. I'm still in the background. I would like to be seen. I want to be a star. I could have done that lady's part. She's kind of ugly. Why'd they put her with Pierce? She was. Wait till it comes out. You'll go, yeah, Jennifer would have been better with Pierce. But nobody told the director. And then I'm going to open my own restaurant. Do you really want to be married to a restaurant 24-7? No. I don't. I don't. I'm, no. I don't. Well, why do you want to be? Well, you know, I want credit for my goods and I love people. I love feeding people. Oh, I really want to speak. Oh, well, what do you want to speak? Well, I can do it. Just like other people that I might be married to. <laughs> and then I was like, I just want to make money. Okay, I want to make money. I want to give my kids a brand new car. I want to, I want to give them a down payment for a home. And God, for literally, this is, this is my process. His was two years. Mine's like four to ten. Um, <clears throat> he says, I've got your kids. Yeah, I know. But I want to bless my kids. Yeah, but I've got your kids, baby girl. I know, but I want the credit. Come here. <laughs> That's the problem, honey and that has been a craving i want the credit i want to be seen i am also important and valuable right these are this is my process it doesn't have to be your process and you are so welcome to judge me i have told so many people you can you can judge me you can repeat private stories that i've told you just Try to keep them in the correct manner in which they were told. And if you're doing it with the intent to harm, enjoy that. (laughs) And it won't be me that comes back to bite you. Because at that point, I won't give a rat's hind end. (laughs) Because what I've given with the intent to help, if someone wants to weaponize it, that's more on them, I believe so if my vulnerability or transparency and those are words that get kind of tossed around after i speak and they're beautifully meant but every person that stands before a crowd should be transparent yeah. and vulnerable and i i don't have to you know i was warned by someone that i was too transparent at one point in time because people will take license that's just stupid. I mean, you want to experience the outcome of some of my decisions? Why? Isn't it our, our task or our duty as humans who love Jesus to help other humans not make the same stupid mistakes? Isn't that what we were called to do was to enable the next generation to not go, your generation's kind of effed up and you guys need to get some stuff figured out. I have yet... To speak to very many Jin, whatever they are, they need to stop. I mean, they stopped with the alphabet already, zeers and now they're stuffers. I don't know what they are anymore. But that generation is looking for people who are real, people who are vulnerable, people who don't have all their stuff together, people who have made mistakes and don't keep making them. Like there is grace. We know there is grace, and but by God's grace, we would all be nothing. But to keep repeating them and expecting expecting, expecting. Where do you think that anointing is going to go? And if we teach we, what we know, but we reproduce who we are, what are we reproducing in the kingdom? That word can get bantied around so much that you're either in it or you're out. You're part of this one, you're not part of that one. This conference is about unity and love and I might not agree with you. I might get in a fight with you. But I will hopefully, if we're both on the same shooting music, spend eternity with you. Can you still sit at a table with me when you know I don't particularly care for that little piece of theology that you got? And don't get me started on theology because daddy's taking his doctoral stuff. I love it when those questions come. Well, you know, this was taken out of context. And this was like, are we dividing? Or are we completing? Because sometimes to try to figure out God is a joke. He will not be figured out. I'm not saying you shouldn't study. Oh, Jesus, don't, don't misunderstand me. I'm talking about Arguing. Over things that will not matter in a million years. I'm, I'm not. I'm not talking about God, the Word of God. I'm not talking about the inspired Word of God. I'm talking about an interpretation of any language. Because the more you know, the more you can really go down the toilet. You can get caught up in a mind process that takes you on a journey that gets you to a place that you. Don't know if you can believe anymore. Because you started a process. Now, if you stay in the word, and that's what's sort of fun with my Bible. I have that little fun concordance in the back. You can look up a word, and it takes you to another verse. that sort of confirms what you've been reading, and it's really cool. Because it's actually supporting and building as opposed to dividing. You know, I told you guys once upon a time the number of what is so-called Christian denominations in this nation was over 30,000. How have we learned to divide so well? To the point of ludicrousness. Can you imagine how many differences we've established so that we don't have to hang out with those people? Don't get me started on race. I've come upside yourself. You know... I, I carry apparently seven bloodlines, and all of them fight. All of them are alcoholics. Irish, yep. German, yep. Native American, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's the fun one. Um, okay, back to where you were. Shh. But we continue to divide over things that will not matter. Usually we're here around Valentine's Day. You know, so for the last, I don't know how many years, my Valentine's date has been y'all. (laughs) Kind of glad it didn't happen this year. No. (laughs) Come on. Do you really want to have a date with 200 people? It's not very romantic. Um, But it's been really great. But this time we're closer to Easter which is why I'm wearing pink, and have my nails painted all different colors, because I'm really a child. I turned 60 last year. I told one of my young friends that I wrestled, like literally last year, he's 12. Like I beat a 12 year old in wrestling, but I felt really good about it. (laughs) I told him when I saw him yesterday, I'm too old for that now, (laughs) things break and hurt differently. He just laughed because he goes, yeah, you pinned me six times last time I wasn't going to challenge you anyway (laughs) that was funny okay but we're here for Easter I am a child and we're talking about unity we're talking about love and John 13 34 through 35 a new commandment I give you that you love one another even as I have loved you that you also love one another right as Jesus has loved how did Jesus love He gave his life, but he also lived life, right? The, the majority of the stories that we get to hear about what Jesus did, he was in the dirt, right? He was at the well. He was walking with the disciples. They were going through a wheat field. He was picking grains of wheat. He was fishing. He was hanging out with the fishermen. He was doing these daily things. And please do not ever demean your calling in the daily. You have an opportunity to take Jesus everywhere you go. You also have the opportunity to let the person that God's brought your way, whether it's at the grocery store, at the bank, wherever you go, hunting, I don't know. You have an opportunity to have them be seen just like Jesus did, to give them value, just like Jesus did. And that's why when Paul was sharing this morning, I'm like, say it again. Because if you cannot look in the face of those who do not look like us, who do not act like us, if you cannot see Jesus in them, if you cannot see the value that they carry, they are but you. All of us are in need of a savior. All of us have got to learn to join arms. All of us have got to learn to see and draw out the gold or the value in someone else. If you cannot do that, it might be because you haven't figured out how to see it in yourself. And how do you do that? I mean, for so long, I, I struggled, struggled, can struggle, possibly will do it again, with knowing who I am. What is my identity? I was my dad's daughter, my mom's daughter, because they were, you know, church people and stuff. I was brother Jim's little girl. He's got the great voice. Then I was my brother's sister who knew how to bake, bake us cookies in college. And then I got married. I'm Leif's wife. And I'm Leif's, Lila's, Courtney's, Katie's mom. And all of those are, are great things, but I didn't know who I was. I didn't know who God truly placed me on this earth to be. Besides those things, because those are what I fell into. And for the longest, it was, God, tell me what you want. What do you want from me now? My kids are gone. I did go into not necessarily clinical depression, because I didn't go to the doctor, just like if you don't take a COVID test, you don't know. (laughs) But those of you who know Princess Bride and the Pit of Despair, I I moved furniture into it and took my dogs, because my baby left home. I ate my weight up to 200 pounds, almost, it lied, okay, it was 196, I, yeah, I'm Captain Literal and my kids get mad at me. Mom, oh my gosh, 16 is close to 15, you know. (laughs) Well, just say 15 then. Don't say 16. So to figure out who you are, it can be a process. I'm still in process. I'm 60 years old. You would think I would have figured it out by now. What am I doing what will I do? I'm not dead. Right? So because if I am y'all are. But what's what is the next thing, Jesus? What do you want? What do you want to do? What do you what do you need me to do? What do you want to do? Ah, don't ask me. Because I done, had struggles. I want to be an actress. I want to open a bakery. I want to, I want to, I want to. I was on my way to visit my parents. And we are somewhat winding down. And I don't say landing a plane. Because those freaking things take off every 10 minutes. <laughs> but I was on my way to my mom and dad's. And my dad was getting a new pacemaker put in. and So I do what I call the god of the shuffle. On Spotify right so my kids make playlists for me and I was backing out of my driveway this is my I'm letting you watch me I'm backing out of my driveway and I stop what am I gonna listen to it's early in the morning I got to be at my parents at eight it's an hour and a half drive approximately and I find this playlist that my daughter Courtney made for me and it's got ABBA it's got stuff from my generation it's got America yes It's got a Creedence Clearwater Revival. I'm talking, and and it's got worship music, you know, (laughs) in case you're upset by the others. (laughs) And so I just, I'm going to click it, right? And before I get, okay, so I've gotten off of the little side roads that take me to the main highway going down to my parents, and this song comes on. And I'm not going to sing it, Um, but I want to read these words to you. And it was by uh, Morgan Harper Nichols. Shout out! She's also working for Hallmark, which she's a Jesus person. Oh, 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 don't tell Hallmark. I think they might know. I don't know if they know. Who knows? Who cares? Okay. But this song came on the radio, and before I'd gone two exits, I was a blubbering mess. I had to take my glasses off, and this became my prayer. And I'll give you the last word that the Lord told me about this. If I can make just one request that would mark all the days I have left, I'd rather not be known for treasures and fame or trophies and accolades I know will fade. Instead, I would rather be known by the kindness and love that I show, to be known for patience and long suffering, a giver of life by the words that I speak. So with every breath you give to breathe, Paul. I pray it's your glory that they see. And of all the words this world could say, may they say, I am full of grace. I'll be the first to confess, I'm not always found at my best. But Lord, be my strength in those moments I'm weak, and I'll keep on giving the grace I've received. And finally, when I see your face and I've reached the end of my race, I don't want to be known for finishing strong, but as someone that your grace carried all along. And while I was one of those metamorphical, I don't even know if that's a word, goo, soups, on the way to my parents, God said, baby girl, when was my son? most visible while he was on earth and I knew what he was going to say I said when he was on the cross that doesn't mean that his life hasn't stretched till us today but when he was actually the most physically visible was when he was dying when he was giving his life for us so that the church would be known for how well we love each other. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can follow Leif on social media at Leif Hetland. And sign up for our weekly newsletter at GlobalMissionAwareness.com.